I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. My sass is contagious. So Wait. <laughs> My sass is contagious. So is this stomach virus. <laughs> Wait. It's a new year, and I'm resolving to not let the toxicity be contagious. Wait a second. 
I we both got contagious in there. Because you guys, it's Andy's girls. <laughs> I knew I wanted. So we were just talking about pooping. So I was like, let me do um, a tummy themed tagline. And I, when I said it out loud, it was fine. It was good. My did you, when did you say it out loud in your head? That's no, before loud. you did it. I did. Cause you were like, yes, I did. Because then I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. Oh. And you were like, so am I lies. You're right. You the did. lies. I didn't realize you lies. were actually saying the tagline. I thought you were just like stomach contagious. Oh, I should do that as my tagline. And I was like, oh yeah, that's funny. But I was thinking that you were like, I should make that up. My joke should be about having a stomach virus. You know, it landed somewhere. My <laughs> sass is contagious, just like this stomach virus. That's not what you said, though. What did I say? I think you said, like, this sass is contagious, but not like my stomach virus. Oh, my God. You guys. We're going to see. <laughs> we're going to listen. <laughs> we're not going to stop. We're just going to keep going. Much like 2020. Um this new year is off to a rollicking start. Uh, you guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's an OG of the AG New Year Spectacular. Happy New Year. Happy New to Year. To only Denise Richards. <laughs> to Denise Richards, publicist, and nobody else. Shout out to Aaron. Um, Damien Bellino is here on the People's People's Couch. He is OG of the AG, obviously, and the amazing co-creator and co-host of the fantastic podcast you might know her from. That's right. We might know you from Andy's Girls. <laughs> Andy's Girls. I feel like I'm drunk. We were supposed to have wine. Oh, right. I said we were going to open up a bottle. But then bottle. I was 20 minutes late for stomach reasons. <laughs> and then I was like, we might talk about racism a little bit. So maybe we shouldn't have that Sauvignon Blanc that I brought from Paris. Actually, it was going to be um, a Burgundy, I think. Oh. Or a yeah, it's in my fridge. We're not going to drink it this time. Here's the problem with the wine that I bought from Paris. So like every trip that I've t- and when I went to Barcelona, I would bring back like two bottles. So I have several bottles of wine and they don't have any sulfites and whatever else, blah, blah, blah. So I put them on my bar cart and I didn't really think anything of it until several months later when a friend came over who's like a wine connoisseur and it, it was like later in summer. And she said, like, Sarah, you're cooking your wine. It is summer in New York City and you have these beautiful bottles of wine on your bar cart. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I murdered my wine. So it's in the fridge. I wasn't going to tell you that until after we tried it (laughs) (laughs) to see if you liked it. So I guess the next time the next time you come on, because I do miss some curdled. We'll drink some curdled um, Pinot Gris, which will taste probably better than the absolute best that Ramona's has ever tasted. Oh, we did try that. We tried that. Do you remember those episodes? I remember when we did like a Manzotini, which was me just making an Aperol spritz and pretending mm-hmm. it was named in honor of Caroline. Mm-hmm. We, I got Lisa Vanderpump's uh, Sang- Sangria or Rosé or something it was sparkling from Bucurabepo in <laughs> like Times Square. And you spent, wasn't it $35? I was mad. It was the worst thing I've ever had in my entire life. Within, although some I of Bethany's like, skinny girl flavors were yeah, really fla- bad. When you get to flavored stuff on skinny girl, it gets questionable. But I feel like There's we, I did like the, the period where we tried a lot of people's things. We never tried Vicky's vodka. Did that ever happen or is it discontinued? No, it, I don't think it was in production. I think the lawsuit started sort of during. We never tried. Wine, Wines by Wives and also preceded us. Oh, Colette right. was not available because Heather Dubrow bought just all of her champagne. But wait, what was Wines by Wives? That was also Vicky, right? It was Vicky that and Tamara? But that was like back in the day. That was like season three, season four. Oh, we also never tried Brandy's wine, which I think has probably been discontinued at this point. We tried We tried getting yeah. um, Sonia's. 
We tried getting brandies though. It was like something on a Chardonnay or whatever. I forget the name of or it. Like I thought it was called like Dumb Blonde or Trashy Blonde. Like something it literally was called something like that. Oh, cute. It was like um, Dumb Blonde Chardonnay or something. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, and then we were supposed to get Sonia's. We should. We were almost a plot point because we were emailing with Peter, who was who said like they were. Remember when he's like they're on the ship from Italy? Yes. <laughs> and then we never heard from him again. Yeah, it's he was like, I'm going to give you guys bottles. Just tipsy I was like, girls still exist did it ever exist so it did exist because it was available at one wine store in new york city but i think the thing was he was doing it peter was doing this in conjunction with opening a tipsy girl restaurant in like Mm -hmm. fucking connecticut Mm -hmm. or something it was very very strange and completely poorly strategized um unsurprisingly so so i don't know if it still exists it seems like she's walked away from it i don't know what their contract i who knows what the fuck she signed if anything we haven't tried what's her name's restaurant no not restaurant drink either um cynthia's that's our next step we haven't tried that we never tried um fabellini oh my gosh but it's all disgusting yeah i wonder if so i think we should just i think every now and then we should just get drunk and scream at each other on andy's because that's what i miss i miss when when, you remember there were a couple episodes where it's like for whatever reason i don't remember why like scheduling or something we watch the episode like we would watch new york in my apartment it wasn't scheduling it was being unwell it was because like we had to get the episode out at a certain point we felt and so we then we watched (laughs) that's obviously a while ago so then we watched it like the it was like oh because there were like four on at the same time and we had to watch New York when it aired. In oh order my to be god, able to I would never do that again. But we would get like drunk and stuff, and then we would yell at each other, and it would be eleven o'clock at night. My roommate would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But here we are, sober and gonna here yell. we are, sobs, super sob Sally. It's been a hard week with Housewives. I mean, it's been a hard week in the world, but it's been a hard week in Housewives, and we're only a couple days into the new year. I feel like there's just been a lot going on. So I recorded last week with. Brandon Davis. And during that recording, I remember losing my mind about Orange County. I don't remember what I said, but I was like so excited about how crazy Orange County had been. And then I don't think that the no, the first part of the Dallas reunion hadn't aired yet. So I had not been looking forward to the Dallas reunion because I thought it was just going to be kind of a shit show and Mm -hmm. and just like deeply unenjoyable which is frankly what these shows should be at the end of the day and a discussion topic that we needed to get into um but so I never you know I never watch the shows live so I just for whatever reason was like you know what let me watch this because it was like coming on tv or whatever so I watched that live and I think I watched Jersey live um But I started watching the Dallas reunion and I swear to God, like five, seven minutes in, I was like, oh, oh, I'm I think I'm actually like watching something that might be extraordinary. And then it just kept continuing. And so I was just Instagram storying as it was happening live because I was losing my mind. Now, since then. I've watched the reunion an additional three times because I'm a sociopath. So I've watched it four times. So the first time I watched it, I loved it. The second time I watched it, I loved it. The third time I watched it, I was like, this feels weird to me. And then the fourth time I watched it, I was slightly unwell. But that might be because I knew what was going to happen. And it just like freaked me out. But what do you what do you think we have to get into? There's a lot. I only watched it once. So (laughs) (laughs) um. When I watched it, I found it to be captivating television, but I, and like, I, I want to say this up front before I say what the rest of my statement, which is like, 
I don't want to be a Leanne apologist. I think that her behavior and like calling, like I think Carrie's a terrible person, but I don't think like any of that has to do with her being Mexican. I think she's just awful. Um, so I don't want to, I'm not defending Leanne. I thought that like that the way Andy was behaving was insane because what I, I felt like drag Leanne for her racist comments. You can even call out all of her, um, you know, using her past and even calling out like the fact that she didn't have food at her wedding. But the way he, the way that everybody was like, um, talking about her vows and like, why did she write her vows the day of? And why did she invite her mother and then have the vows about her past? And like, the break and then Andy, she was like, well, there was production. He was like, no, we filmed lots of weddings. Like I appreciated him keeping her honest because obviously there's stuff that happened behind the scenes, but also like it is a television show. And like, I don't think that people that in production didn't want Leanne's mom to be there because that is what a viewer wants. They want the woman who has a troubled relationship with her mom to invite her mom to a wedding. So like for Andy to sit there and act like however he was behaving was holding her accountable, but like he's culpable as well because he signed off on things. Um, Cool. You're totally wrong. And here's the problem is that Kim Zolciak had a similar kind. Well, no, Kim Zolciak's I mean, the argument food stuff and all of that is fine. Like, please get into that. But like, why are we talking about like her vows? What we're about like, she was like, her vows were specific to her life. The vows. It wasn't it was like so he was granular okay, wait, about her okay. every part of her wedding. Sure, but the entire season has been about her and about her misbehavior and her lies. And right, Andy and was now, holding and her now, accountable. And, well, Andy and the network are trying to keep themselves clean by putting her in the middle and acting like she isn't the star of the show, which also feels weird. Like I don't think they're they're not they're they doing are, they're not pretending that she's not the star of the show. It is obvious they are absolutely trying to show how valuable she is, which is not. So by putting her not at the sides, it's like we don't know if she's coming back. She's not the, the lead of the season. She's like, she is. It's all about her and Carrie. They should be on the ends of the sofa. And I think that the network is, I agree with that. is intentionally saying Stephanie and Cameron have value. They'll definitely be back. I think what they're doing is trying is they're trying punish. To- I think that they were punishing Leanne and, and sort of as an accessory Carrie, although truly nobody cares about Carrie, including her husband, which maybe we'll get to, maybe we won't. Like, I don't think that. I think that it wasn't the the network saying we don't value you. I think it was the network being like you behave so reprehensibly I, I, that I, we don't want to reward you by putting you next to Andy, even though we know that the theme of the reunion is going to be dragging you. And I think that I think that's antithetical to almost every other reunion where people have done despicable things. And I get it; it's racist and it's like inexcusable. But it is strange then that like it is just strange that she is was the entire topic, and she's literally in the middle of fucking idiot and Stephanie. And I have. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, the reason that I was thinking about Kim Zolciak is because there was a moment, which I keep referring to on AG. I don't know why I've been thinking about it lately, but there was a moment in Kim Zolciak's Bierman's last um, uh, scene moment at the reunion where she's in that bathroom with Andy and Trey. And she's like, you guys didn't show all my family stuff. And you didn't show all the positive things. And Andy's like, well, that that wasn't a part of your storyline. That's not what you brought on camera. And Leanne has gone out of her way to lie and be manipulative about things that aren't even worthy of lying I don't I don't disagree with that I just think that it's like it's the way that Andy directed the conversation between Bethany and Carol was similar where he just like agreed with Bethany and I felt like this was like this he let all of the women chime in about Leanne's storyline and then when anything became about something and she tried to chime in they were like well that's different or like this isn't about you 
in regards to Brandy and Brandy talking about like white, the trash is triggering. I grew up in a trailer and Leanne's like, okay, but then forget that your was, past. That was in, Leanne was doing that. And she said right after she was saying to forget your past, because that's what you guys always tell me. She was trying to drag Brandy. But the difference between Brandy and Leanne talking about their childhoods is Brandy is showing a vulnerable moment, which she doesn't talk about often, which is, shut that's up, not, which is her childhood. Quali- you don't qualify people's trauma. Like let be, like Leanne is annoying. Leanne, Leanne talks about herself constantly. Sure. Cool. So do all of the women. That's the point sure. of the show. But Leanne's trauma has become manipulative. Leanne talking about killing herself yes, and then absolutely. saying, Stephanie, but, but, you should have intervened. I was in a scary place, which was a came off, I'm sorry, as a complete fucking lie and unbelievably manipulative during the scene and on the reunion couch was horrifying to me. I am not, a, I don't disagree. And I'm not saying that all of her behavior is okay. I'm just saying that the way that they, he, drop kicked her from the beginning of the reunion she needed to be drop kicked i just think that like the wedding stuff was strange and i think that that was not necessary in the same context of the rest of the stuff okay like i'm sorry like serving food like that is a funny gauche thing to make fun of at out from a housewife like it's such a housewife thing to do to like get a bunch of free shit like that to me is so funny and it's not the same stuff as the other stuff so to like pile that on and it's like and for carrie who's her nemesis who there's a huge storyline about their about her racist remarks about carrie like for her to be like, why did you re- your reunion? You got married when you were fifty. It's like shut up. Like that is not the same thing, and it's unfair to malign one person who is. Listen, she's terrible. Cool. She, it's not excusable that the things, certain things, but like it's sort of like, God, are you just gonna keep kicking someone while they're down? Like save it for the other part. I don't know, but the other part's gonna be all about her too because it's gonna be the racist stuff, and all of the w- women are going to act like they like a Deandra is gonna continue to. Like in this climate, we shouldn't be saying these things, of course. And Stephanie is going to like, and, and Brandy are going to say that she is racist. And I would, and I agree, except that those people are all pushing an agenda that is for a story. So for Andy to act like he didn't sign off on those fucking cuts and didn't like, it's, I mean, I wish I could have seen part two before I have this full reaction, because I think it seems like that women didn't think this stuff was going to make the show. So like part of their behavior is informed by that they thought this would be edited out somehow. That was what we saw. Yeah, like the actual, the actual, the But like, the it's really frustrating Mexican for me. Like, I, like Twitter stands Stephanie, cool, because she's actually rich and people think she's kind, but also she, her politics are super fucked up and she was super passive in almost every situation. Like, she was, she could have held Leanne more accountable for those comments that came out about Carrie. And also, she could have stepped in when everyone, again, came at, Leanne for the argument that Leanne had with Cameron that wasn't that they weren't privy to so like it's frustrating to me that like the people that were standing are Cameron and I mean I'm sorry um Stephanie and like Brandy like that's another problematic person sorry I'm ranting at you and you're looking at me like you're a meme of like Stephanie Pollard on with on the bed with sunglasses it's just like it's super hard like I don't think Leanne is okay but it's really hard to watch people use really serious allegations like racism to push her off the show because they don't like working with her. Cool. So I think that there's a lot about like the racist stuff that we should get to and we should talk about. But I do think that specific to them trying to bury her, the va- the timing of when you are writing your vows, according to when you get married, I did. I thought that was a non-starter. I thought that was a very strange thing to bring up and to question because people genuinely, you could be planning your wedding for four years and you 
very well may want to write the vows the morning you're getting married because it should be according to how you are feeling in that moment. So like I want to put that aside because I thought that so was So you don't crazy. think it's weird for Andy who's an EP and the host to be like, well, it is weird. Because like that's then because some, then it's people, giving weight no, to because it's giving then it's giving weight that. to the other statement and he knows that because he's smart enough to know what he's doing. I I am the same way that, that he did that to Carol and Bethany and then Carol got fired the day after. Cool. cool. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if he's, saying he's that, steering the narrative. Cool. So I am saying that I understood Leanne's um, response, and I don't put the food stuff at the same level, but I am saying that we are watching the unraveling of someone who came on the show, Leanne, obviously mm-hmm. unwell, but came through the... the um, the mindset of this is all about charity this is all about events this is all about society 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 and we're watching someone lie when she really truly doesn't it seems like there are a lot of opportunities where Leanne would endear herself to the audience the couch the editors Andy however you look at it maybe not the editors but whomever by just being honest and being like you know what we like bit off more than we we could chew we were looking for an intimate event it was 300 people and you know, we, we, it was a budget issue. We thought we could get away with not sure. having. I mean, I get it. The, yeah. The food stuff is like, that's funny. To like, like, that's she actually was lying. interesting. Like, that's funny. But there are other opportunities where she's lying about things and she does things that are so obviously manipulative and desperate at this point, because I think she knew that she wasn't in a strong place. And that's where she lost track of the train where the episode to me was really interesting because this is a woman who lies so often that it's hard to hold her accountable because there's constantly something new that's happening that's almost like she's doing it as a distractive tool and there are things that she said online that haven't made sense and things that she's gone and watched what happens live and said that haven't made sense and so this was the opportunity to hold her accountable and Andy is an executive producer of the show but he's also in many ways he's obviously the moderator of the reunion but he often acts as the the audience in some of these questions he's asking questions that are sent by listeners obviously that are being picked to make sure it supports the narrative of like the actual day of production at the reunion itself but she does she has lied and been so manipulative and so we're gonna we're gonna use the word unwell I guess but so strange she's had such a chaotic season unrelated to the racism stuff that she, yeah, the reunion was going to be built around her, which her is also a problem. I think her season has been that chaotic, aside from, like, the wedding was chaotic. It's and been then- really dark. I think this season has been off. It's been muted. It's been the dark. Season has it's been, been bad, sad. but I don't know how it was chaotic in relation to Leanne. Because she has become such a focus of the franchise. Because? Because she's a dark, unwell Kind, like because they're denouncing her, they're trying to get her off the show, and they think that she's no, dark. and Damien, that she's really, too big for her britches. Damien, she is dark because she's dark. She's not. No, d- I, and the I, women I, reacting to her is the problem with the show because none of these that, women want to talk. Been that. It's been I that. know, which is why I said. But that, I don't think she's wait, been any this more. Is why, I don't think this she's is why been, I said the very first season of Dallas. I was like, she shouldn't be on the show, and you were like, you're completely wrong. You're full of shit. And frankly, season two, I was like, you know what, Damien was right because even though she is a dark, unwell, horrible person, she's like she. The show most not, of the it, housewives are dark, horrible people. She rises to a different level. I'm I sorry. Think, I mean, I think the racist stuff is inexcusable, but like Kelly Dodd, you said the same thing about it, and I think she's similarly, like, I think she's the same. And I think we should talk about Kelly, because I think Kelly, I think arguably Teresa has a lot of darkness in her, too. I think that she hones it in a lot different, but I think K- K- Vicky has a lot of darkness, and Nini has a lot of darkness. Like, that is part of why these people are compelling, because they're showing all of it, and I think that it is interesting that she is like clearly the alpha of the show and also 
was like a person at Bravo put money in interest yeah, in. Yeah, and invested she was in at, franchise. And she like, was at BravoCon yeah, which only, makes no only sense. months ago when, when all of this stuff was already in the can. Right. All of the racist stuff. Yeah, which does not so make again, sense. So again, filming the reunion and having in the EP and the moderator takes such a pointed tone, feels interesting at after they just brought her and only her and brandy to the BravoCon. like it feels pointed it feels like okay how do we do a pr cleanup we can't have her sit next to andy we can't let her think we have to punish her but we also need to like change the optics of the show which is to say you don't need leanne for dallas to continue that's what i think and i'm not saying it's wrong i'm not saying that she should stay on the show i just think it's like a frustrating to watch because it's like i feel like it's a pr cleanup it's like let's like we're gonna tie up her storylines and we're gonna let herself hang herself like we're gonna let her finish herself we're gonna let her implode we're gonna let like let her tie herself up in her lies and then we'll and then we'll fire her but like, let's change the optics and like, let's like. Tw- like I don't so get she- why that's a bad thing. I'm sorry, she did this to herself. And, well, it's because it's like BravoCon. They just invited her. So yeah, the BravoCon thing. But I said, I've said on AG. I said when we were talking, when I was talking to Brandon, like that that doesn't make sense. The BravoCon element does not make sense, and it feels like they are well because it just feels like mass corporations deciding that like that someone who they've been able to milk money out of who they know was arguably the lead of the franchise like now they realize the optics are bad so like let's clean it up and act like she was like I don't know like like Stephanie it is not the star of the show and neither is Cameron they like the people that are the stars of the show are the garbage people that they didn't put at the well the problem with Dallas is that on other franchises if you have garbage people you also have other storylines and other things going on that aren't focused on that same garbage person and on Dallas they have been able to coast off the fact that Leanne obviously is a troubled person but there are other elements to her that we saw and could either appreciate or or watch where it wasn't just super dark all the time and this season and sort of showed the weakness in Dallas which is that this franchise is entirely based around this one person and what happens when this wrong per- one person crosses a line that like but Jersey's been doing that for like seven seasons up until like a year ago Jersey is different Jersey has ever since other- Caroline left it was always just about Teresa which was the problem they didn't bring the show back until she came home and that's why the show now works because it's still you still have the Teresa element but you have other relationships other crises and um, not a sense of normalcy but like actual uh, other worlds that exist at the same time as Teresa's right now in Dallas Dallas is a reflection of how to of how um Leanne behaves uh with and against these people and it's always a reflection of mm. Leanne there's nothing else going on which is why it is a joke when you think about the fact that Stephanie and Cam are next to Andy because it is the most it is truly a superficial fight it is an argument that exists in cam's head and that's just kind of like percolating and that she's just hyper hyper aware of and she has no ability to see beyond it which is why that is not a lasting it's just interesting because i like i i don't disagree with any of your points i think that it's just an interesting like i don't like feeling like i'm watching pr cleanup happen because it feels gross and this has was a compelling first part of the reunion and and you had said like i think on ig like okay now does it come back another season she's gonna get fired so how does it come back next season so okay let's handle the how does it come back the next season second the first part of it I don't think the reason that I was attracted to part one of the reunion and was watching it and was like I can't I was texting people I'm sure I texted you I was texting people and being like you need to watch Dallas right now or you need to watch Dallas as soon as you possibly can and I was saying that online too because it was like unbelievable to me how 
watching someone who had been so manipulative watching them continue to try to manipulate and lie on camera with the edits and the pauses and the sense of quiet after she said things that maybe people would um uh, respond back to or maybe they would just leave it there because it was so obviously insane like watching that happen because it's a reminder of how often she had been manipulative in this season and watching that all con- kind of come together to me I understand the Bravo cleanup and that was like most obvious with the seating I would say first like the, it, it did not make sense that Leanne wasn't there but you understand why and it was a punishment to her and it was also Bravo you know I understand that that they were trying to say like she isn't this is not emblematic of the franchise as a whole even though it totally is but more than that I felt a sense of watching this woman I just who had gone so, to four be held to account Phaedra did terrible things and sat right next to Andy listen I'm not saying what Leanne did was right and I'm not and I realize that like a seating chart is stupid I just think it's a really strange tactic that feels grossly like NBC Universal trying to save face because it's racism and they're like this is bad opposed to like all of the other despicable like accusing someone of sexual assault or rape or all of the terrible things that Vicky has done have never compromised the position of them being like the star of the season even if it means they're getting punted off the next one so it's just interesting to me that the network felt so strongly about punishing her slash fixing it I completely I like Adrian accused Candy of rape but that came out over the course of the reunion we didn't know it was Phaedra it we it came out on the couches you lied you lied came out during part four the last two minutes of part three and part four that was not information that we had that's why that reunion cycle I don't think I could ever watch again it is so painful and so self-destructive and awful but that that wasn't something that the network knew in advance and if they did that wasn't why the couch was positioned in its way and obviously it was something that even Portia didn't entirely I mean, understand. The network, That's not a good The comparison. network didn't know, but the production knew. Like, production knows, and that's what's annoying. And, like, when she was like, there was a break, and then it was because of production, and if you really want to know, and he was like, that's not true. And, like, they're keeping it in because they know the viewers want to see stuff that's behind the scenes. Re- can I finish my thought? They want <laughs> People want to see the real stuff, like, the dropping that, like, you know, the, that's why they keep producer questions in constantly now, because they know that people want real stuff. However, her point was, we didn't want to film the entire fucking wedding. We wanted some time. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that she did things to get things for free. But like, listen, you're, you're biting your lip like, oh my God, Damien. She was, she's manipulating the situation. Of course. But also it doesn't mean that her whole, the whole, everything she said was, wasn't true. But because Andy said that's not true. Now everybody who watched it believes that she is a liar, but there's no nuance to it, which means that if she had said, we didn't want to film from me waking up in the morning, getting my hair and makeup done until the wedding was over at 2 a.m. Because, like, I've been waiting to get married forever and we wanted some time for us. And also, we had 300 people coming and that was a way to not feed them. So maybe she should have said that and that would have been a more honest statement. But she tried to pull something by being like, you know, like, it was the thing we wanted to, like, and he was like, that's not true. And she's like, okay, we wanted a break. Listen, again, I think that the, just the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And I think Andy is being intentional with how he's behaving and I only thing I can compare it to is the way he was really intentional about like agreeing with Steph, like Bethany's bumble messages as proof or text messages about like a guy that she and Carol were both talking to. He like took Bethany's phone and was like, well, it's there as if people can't delete text messages or take screenshots or whatever. Like he's leading a conversation and a narrative so that he is helping clean up that they can get the fuck Bethany, um, Leanne the fuck off the show in a way that is like she imploded. She's a liar. Listen. She probably is 80% a liar. 
but she's also been this person for the whole time, which has been con- this all is consistent. So it just feels weird that all of these women are taking joy, especially Deandra, in like ushering her out. Okay, you're saying a lot of different stuff, and I think that's great. I, I'm <laughs> taking the women seeking because the problem with the women is that they think that like they're winning in this, but the losers are the viewers. So I think that they should be less self-satisfied because I do think the majority of them should lose their jobs. So I want to take that out of it because that, that isn't fair enough. That's not important to me. What's important to me is the fact that this woman, there is, I'm not disagreeing with any of the parts about her. And I don't think that, I don't think a lot. I think that there seems to be some energy around production's role in strategizing how this reunion. Yes. Of course that's my energy. Yes. And I hear that and I appreciate that. And I also just have to say that as a viewer, I myself in my journey watching (laughs) Firewood, Union felt like I felt like I had been heard because I, I felt see. like slightly like I was going crazy because it felt to me like someone was just able to lie and not be held accountable and that these women because they hated her okay. were not able to hold her to account because they had a vendetta and so I looked at Andy who sure is an EP but is not like the EP right of the show well, he's, he's not, an EP he, on the show. he's an EP he's one of several and he's also the face of Bravo which is probably more important for the purposes of these reunions where he is like in and of himself Bravo talent and his job to moderate these reunions to bring up shit to hold people accountable and to produce like a good episode a good show and for me watching him hold her accountable I felt like I had been heard as a viewer because I was very uncomfortable. I can't keep referencing this because I feel like it's almost like unfair to you to keep re- referencing this one specific moment because it was so awful. But like there was a moment on that vacation in Mexico where Leanne's like, I tried to kill myself three times and mm-hmm. blah, 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 whatever she said that landing when she was trying to gaslight Stephanie on yes. that reunion couch and it saying insane. it was insane. insane. It was an insane tactic and we a manipulative and behavior. manipulative and being like, you should have helped me because I was in crisis. And Andy's response was like, wait a second, you wanted to kill yourself three months before your wedding, which I actually didn't hear that the wedding to me was not in any way important the timing of a wedding what I was that's what he said I know but what I as a viewer my people wouldn't want to kill themselves before their wedding that's exactly my point my point is that like the timing of an important part or a happy part of your life has nothing to do with like suicidal ideation ideation my problem was the fact that if Leanne is saying that she wanted to kill herself in that moment, in that night, there needs to be like an actual conversation about that. And I, I'm going to say something really terrible right now, but I'm just going to do it is that I don't think that in that moment, Leanne wanted to kill herself. And I think Leanne trying to gaslight and drag Stephanie was her trying to maintain a position and a role as a perpetual victim in a way that is incredibly dark. And that's why Stephanie received that information as she did in the moment, which is like, you cannot put this on me. We've had real conversations. Leanne and Stephanie have had real and very important conversations where I, of course, believe both of them when they were like, yeah, we've had moments of extreme darkness when they thought about ending their lives. And for Leanne to say in that moment, in the manner that she did at that dinner, when it was very much as an off hand felt like a joke which is how Stephanie received it and how I received it that she wanted to harm herself like permanently and then to sit on that reunion couch and say listen 
yes, I did want to harm myself in that moment when we were filming and not have anybody right. step in. She's trying to just, it she's, is, she's trying to do her own PR cleanup and, and being consistent with and what she said. she's very bad at it, as most of these housewives yeah. are, which we've seen certainly this week on and offline, mostly online. So, uh, like off camera online. So it just felt to me like there was a reckoning that needed to happen unrelated to the racism stuff, but very much related to the fact that we have anointed this woman the star of a reality show and what didn't work for me season one did work for me season two, sort of worked for me season three, and season four I'm back to where I began I think I don't I, I agree with all of the things you're saying um and I think it's really interesting to hear you say that you liked hearing Andy hold her accountable because you felt like she wasn't the entire season because I hear that and I think it's like that's a really great thought that I hadn't thought of however mm-hmm. I feel like what we did watch this entire season was everyone holding her accountable I agree though it yeah. wasn't successful because it's like right. basically like how can you hold someone accountable, but then you also just, like, wore her dress and were cruel to her? Or, like, how can you hold someone accountable when, like, you've been doing it for four seasons and it's, like, you clearly just don't like each other? And they have a vested interest in bearing her. Exactly. So, like, I agree. Like, but I think that I was, like, exhausted by it because I was just, like, oh, my God. The entire season was just about her. Like, I thought we would start with some of the other stuff, too. Like, but it was so Leanne heavy and so pointed. And I don't think that that's – I don't think it's wrong to hold her accountable. I just thought it was a lot. I agree with you. I thought it was a lot. I think that we are on the same page that this season sucked and we're on different pages about how we experience the reunion Mm -hmm. part one. We may or may not be on the same page part two. I'm guessing that we probably won't. I just can't take myself out of like thinking about the like that the people that are on the stage are the only people responsible for what's happening. You know, it's hard for me. And I I hear you. And I'm like, I feel very impassioned by that because like it's like there. But I'm going to stop. But that's part of it, I think. I totally hear you. I feel like we're trying to say we love each other. Well, yeah, I, I, like, <laughs> we're like, you can go fuck yourself with kisses. Um, you know, I totally hear you and I understand. And I do think that like, ultimately you are and I, which there's another level to this, which we need to get to. But like, ultimately you are on the same, you and I, I think are on the same page that this franchise is, is sick and we need to decide whether or not it should be put down. And that's not all Leanne's responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Like totally. that's not all because of Leanne. And, but there are other issues that have come up this week that have elicited a response. So here's what happened. Brandy posted an absurdly racist Instagram story three years ago that she said she quickly took down. It was an Insta story. She is um, pretending to be an Asian person in a very racist caricature and her kids are behind her, which is like a whole other part of bullshit. But like it is obviously absurdly racist. So she posted it as an Insta story. If this happened three years ago, I don't remember. I don't remember It was new to me. It was very, very new to me. This came out, I think, the night of the reunion part one or shortly after. And and it came out because it was posted by Steve Kimball, Leanne's wedding planner. So there has been a lot of conversation about the absurdity of the racism itself, which we need to talk about, but also about the fact that Leanne went silent the night of the airing of part one and hasn't been back online. Some of her defenders say it's because she received death threats, which is horrible if so, but Rich is back online. Leanne isn't. My guess is that she is offline because she knew she would get buried. What and is Rich online doing? 
like agreeing with Steve Kimball and this oh, other woman who are saying ter- they've been online and saying like this is a conspiracy of ass conspiracy by Bravo and also like I don't know the dark web that because she's supported people survivors of trafficking that this is oh. all a conspiracy and that she didn't do anything wrong but anyway so this brandy video was posted and became famous by steve steve who's tweeted hundreds of times throughout the course of a day in defense of leanne and just reposting 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 this video does leanne have a login is she just doing it from his account? so the rumors are that she gave it to him she someone on her team or or she did or whomever took a video you know like saved the 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 insta story and held it as collateral um to use as needed and obviously they're whether that's true or not i mean nothing that's on the internet is not gonna be safe forever right so a lot of her defenders are like why should brandy stay on the show if you guys are attacking leanne for being racist and it's like cool leanne did something racist brandy did something absolutely racist so wh- neither of them should be on the show. Brandy's, in my opinion, Brandy's response online. Brandy tweeted several things that she's since deleted. Was and- that real, though? So there were there were a couple different things that she tweeted. She said stuff um, like it's a good impersonation. If I do say so myself, there was no harm done. I would do it again for a damn good audition. Have a great day. She said, there's a difference between making fun of yourself versus others or talking shit. She said um, she made some weird joke about SNL being a dream because they never disappoint. Life is love and laughter. There's a difference between humor and hurtfulness. Wait, these are all real. Those are all real because I took screenshots of them. I will always choose to love you and hope to make you laugh cheers to new year and decade let's do this and um yada 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 so i was like cool none of these people know what they're doing and she shouldn't be responsible that was real but then there was a screenshot that's been circulating online with her responding to accounts that do exist on twitter and do seem to be bravo viewers but i haven't been able to verify a timestamp of it or anything else and it also feels like the language that she's using in her responses feel too casual for brandy it doesn't feel like her voice but it includes a tweet that was screenshotted that i cannot verify its authenticity but several people have been passing around where someone's like how is this different what would happen if like leanne was in blackface and brandy's response to that was like what's blackface so that's obviously if that was accurate that is like another indicator that these people are completely unwell but regardless it's like and then so she then put out a response she deleted her earlier replies and she put out before we started recording a tweet that says a video resurfaced of me from three years ago, which at the time I had posted and quickly deleted and then immediately apologized for my insensitivity. I would like to once again sincerely apologize for my offensive actions, which there's no excuse for being racist and exhibiting racist behavior. But if you need to apologize, something like this tweet that she sent out today at 1231 p.m. Eastern Standard Time should have been her response several days ago instead of saying I would do it again. Like right. it, and then that—that's also not a genuine apology. This is her Shep Rosing, where Shep right. Rose took video of a homeless woman or or a woman experienced severe um, income inequality and made fun of her and her cans, and then lashed out at viewers for days, and then was like, "I fucked up because someone called." I didn't. Okay, I didn't know the stuff that she said. I thought that the stuff of like, I would do it again. It would be damn good in audition. I thought that was fake also. No, that was real. So have you ever, can you ever think of a time historically when Housewives ended on a season where 
like people were in such a bad spot and like the continuing drama for like next season would be like you leaked that video of me you know what i mean like like brandy and leanne have like they, they are they are in hot the hot seat whether Le- whether brandy's is on camera or not which might be a way for them to like save face and like bring her back i guess because it wasn't on the show but in any case like can you ever think of a time historically where Wheat Houses has been such a, a franchise has been such a weird place because the people that are the center of drama that a network and a production company would not want to revisit or have to, to have a, their hands on, like, didn't know what to do? There have been... Phaedra is the only one that comes to mind. That's exactly what I was going to say. There have been smaller experiences, whatever, if you want to talk about, like... No, there's I mean, the I guess only one that comes. Danielle stop. I was thinking about Danielle. I was thinking about in a completely superficial way... Um, no, this doesn't work. Some stuff on New York um, with Alex, but it doesn't work. Uh, the The most. I mean, Danielle's is pretty. Danielle and Phaedra's is bad because it does like violence. Um, Phaedra's, I think, is is the worst thing. Phaedra's is maybe the worst thing that's happened. I forget what did um, Danielle didn't Danielle bring some a gun to. Yeah, but that that is I don't think that's a comparison. Is her bringing an armed bodyguard? I think it's like maybe some of the book stuff. The fact that women were talking about the book and that she may and may not have had like a real opportunity to respond to it. Um, and yeah, maybe okay, the sex tape uh, stuff. No, it's just different. Um, but it not as there isn't a true comparison. I think the closest is Phaedra's because people said on the reunion couch you lied about yeah acute, uh, saying someone was planning a sexual assault and she was like, "Baby, what? Huh?" Like trying to consult gaslighting and trying to consult yes, portion. And she's like, also an attorney. Um, right. Yeah, and it's just it's like a weird place to be. Like the show has felt. The cancer stuff, maybe, because there was no true resolution. But she's had opportunities to rewrite history there. So, like, Vicky and OC. So She's still there. It's hard, though. I've never... I felt hard about this whole season. It's been difficult to watch. And then, like, the last few episodes were compelling, but at what cost? And then I just, like, don't know where the show goes from there. And, like, if if you take Brandy and Leanne off the show... It's not a show I want to watch. So I, I don't really want to watch it with them. <laughs> so I have seen two responses. One is cancel the franchise entirely. People have compared it to Miami and saying like Miami got better ratings and was canceled. So why are we like pretending this is okay? Um, it's also a different time in television than when Miami aired. I would say that too, but I get it. So cancel Dallas entirely or fire everyone but Stephanie and Cam and my response to that is I complete and bring back Carrie with a C and my response to that is like I don't know that Stephanie will agree to be on this show if Brand because I my thinking is if Brandy gets fired she's gonna be like don't you dare come back to that show or I'll never talk to you again and I don't know that Stephanie is strong enough to be like I'm okay losing my and she might not she might she just might not be interested Do in you losing a friendship watch a show that's just Stephanie and Cameron and new people I don't know it depends on who those new people are I mean the problem with Dallas is that Dallas had a really shitty first season but they had you know really um unethical lightning in a bottle or like immoral lightning in a bottle and they decided to really magnify that for season two and it worked for them for a period of time but it feels like there has also been a bit of a ticking clock where we knew where this time would come and because the foundation was never really strong enough consistently um 
eventually we would have this conversation. Yeah, I really thought she would go out hitting somebody, if I'm being honest. Like, I really thought that it would be physical, would be the end of Leanne. I thought she would get fired when she finally hit somebody. On camera. Because the whole thing, the yeah. problem with Leanne is that there are other people who Has lose- she hit somebody off camera? Well, she struck that, she was a, 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 a very physically- um, I mean, when she said she was going to kill with somebody- Marie, would, with Marie, no, with- that's when they not called, the same thing. Well, I think that, but Leanne is that kind of person where she behaves monstrously when she doesn't think the cameras are on her. So like the both hands stuff, like when she doesn't think she's like, being stuff recorded. Like that to me is really different. I think that like people say stuff in anger, like um, like we get in a fight and I'm like, Sarah, I'm gonna kill you. Is like I feel like it's weird then to like watch that edited and be like, she's a threat to society. But I think that she is in fact saying that she wants to be physically violent. That's the difference. Like I tell I tell people I'm gonna kill them every day. It's like one of my like love languages. I think that's but- a, I'm not into that as like I don't can't qualify that because again it's it starts to be like a thing that it's like yeah. when there's mu- a music bed and you know camera angles and getting to like change people's voiceovers it becomes weird yeah so I mean I guess Ashley Darby is also in a pretty problematic spot and apparently she's coming back so it's just like it is interesting I don't think that Leanne will come back and I I, mean, I think Brandy will probably that's my guess I don't the reaction online has been so strong that I've and maybe again everybody lives in their own little bubble so maybe it's like because of the people that I can see. But even like following the hashtags, a lot of people either want the show canceled or they want um, the franchise canceled or they want it recast. And recasting has not always been a bad thing. I mean, there is usually a bumpy season or two, but if this show really has legs. New York found it's um, a second life with that. Yeah, so did Jersey. True. Orange County's going through it right now. And um, Beverly Hills is fucked. So I think that there is an opportunity to re-strategize the concept of the show, but I don't think it can exist. With I think Brand, this is it's too the much. Worst episode ever of Andy's Girls because it's making me so sad. I and think also, we need to get happy things. Yeah, like and also Beverly Hills I feel ending. Like and, and also, and I also, yeah, I don't like. I feel like I'm fucking weird, def- like defending Leanne. I don't. I don't think it's about defending Leanne. I think you are making interesting points about how much. Uh, of this like how culpable is bravo in creating this environment and i just and i I just disagree with that but that's fine i I mean also taylor armstrong like husband he killed himself like bravo it's the ethics of watching reality television and how much production and networks are involved is i think a thing and that's like i mean that's a thing to consider and it's and like things everything gets to be reframed on a show that has to be hours in an edit but i also feel like this is a conversation that maybe hasn't been heard specific to dallas but the whole thing with age is that we're like we're shining a light on kind of like a little bit like the cracks in the sunshine sometimes and that it's not always going to be like oh I love this and listen I fucking loved and I'm going to stand behind the fact I watched it four times for a reason I love part one of the reunion I am excited to watch part two of Dallas and I frankly don't know where the show can come from here but if this is the series finale which I don't entirely think it is because I know that they were doing casting although they can change I, I mean, don't anything think it's can over. happen. I think that as your to your point of like there's just so much niche television like it's a different time period in television that ratings they're not necessarily considering ratings if it's right. if it has if there's social conversation if people are invested I in it. I think they have one more season. And I also think that it's a way to like change the legacy of the show so like if it is on its way out at least they get to go out on a season that's like maybe different. And and I don't think Bravo will want to end the season with uh, with on the show racism, that's what online I mean. yeah. racism. Totally. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. that they can invest one more season. It's probably not a super expensive show to produce. Certainly not compared to other franchises because these women don't deserve to have the high salaries that exist on other shows. Um, 
So I think that, yeah, I think that if they, I don't know that. Carrie will come back? I think she will. Carrie with a C is, would die to no, come back. No, no, no. Carrie with a K? I think she. I would hate for her to. I thought she I, was a terrible housewife. I'm sorry. I thought she was awful. I mean, I, I was so, I was so interested in her storyline unless it was like versus Leanne. I know. It's really, that's what's interesting though. It's just like the way, I don't know how you rebound. I need to like think about more about the history of a franchise when like people were all at odds sort of with one person and what the next season looked like. And then if you remove that person, what does the next season look like? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think Leanne was obviously aware of it in the sense that she had that moment where Deandra's like, I never want to talk to you again. And Leanne's like, but wait, I see promise. Except that you didn't invite her to a wedding and that's like a real thing. You know, like it's, it's, she knew that she was going to get fired and it, she was on her like last hopes of like let me try to uh, say that there's the promise of something here I really want to stop talking about Dallas but what, what do you think Cameron's like MO is by continuing to sort of be on team Leanne even though her husband tried to get her out of it and also she like what is her part what does she what does she hope for I think she's probably created a role that is like exclusive to her where she's she's seeing that there's a vacuum and that no one else is supporting Leanne and that they have some sort of alliance or agreement. And I also think she's probably also scared of Leanne. It's also why the network that's why they put her there, because they knew that she is the she is the entrance entry point into next. And season. same with Carrie with a K and Deandra, by the way, is that like, yes, this is an alliance. And that's like Deandra's always going to stand up for Carrie with a K and oh. K is always going to do it for Deandra. And it's because, yeah, they do both totally, absolutely in IRL hate Leanne. But I think it's also because like they have, you know, an alliance there where yep. they want, you know, it's obviously it's just it seems like if you were Cameron that you would just at this point let go because so I've heard that off camera that Cam and Leanne are not like close or not close any longer, which I don't think is related to like her lying on camera. I think it's just related to like the obviousness of the situation. Like obvious court himself said at the finale party, I need to introduce you to someone. And he was like, you don't, you can't be anywhere near that. So I think Cam is in an awkward position because she's in both worlds. She's established that they on camera that they have, she and Leanne have this like relationship where they're always stand with each other and off camera. She's probably completely freaked out Mm -hmm. about where this season has gone Mm -hmm. and how she fits into this. Yeah, it's so fascinating. I really wish we could watch part two right now. I know. I'm I'm really excited to watch. I'm sorry. Like, I know that's, like, shitty, but, like, I'm excited to watch it. I don't know what's going to happen. I really was, like, begrudging about watching part one and didn't wasn't like dying to do it and thought I would just suffer my way through and was like oh shit this like there's like stuff happening and my I don't know I just like the food stuff with the wedding stays with me because that is such an obvious moment to to laugh and make it and like explain right and it she just it that's the problem with Leanne though is that like she goes so far that it's so counterproductive and deeply self-destructive I mean I don't want to use that word but it is something it's it is such a it's such wild behavior that like to me it's hilarious but not not partnered with all of these other things because it's like one it's too much of the same person and two then it's like oh boy they like are really out of touch and who knows if she did or her team did leak that brandy video but i mean it, when you say her team it could have just been like a crazy person a, 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 and they're all surrounded by crazy a people. fan who like yeah. loves her and sent it to her to be like girl use this and she was right. probably like great idea like the weird way that people who are real people like who are just fans become yeah. involved in storyline that we don't know about is so interesting anyway um speaking can i no that's not my show 
No, tell me. I was speaking say, of what? Like speaking of, I was reading satchels about Liam, but I honestly, guys, I've just uh, just pretend that we read your we, satchel because did, there were so many did satchels we about for Liam. seven hours about. Yeah, we're we're four hours in about um, Liam. I, I was just gonna say like, like Lisa Vanderpump left the show basically when they not that not it was not that it was comparable, but like she was at odds with everybody and she didn't really and have. She chose yes, that's and a she good did, point. She did not have an alliance like except for Camille, who was not a main housewife. So. We're going to get watch season of Beverly Hills soon where all of the women are returning and nobody has. Um, there's nobody that's like coming back who was the catalyst for all the drama. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's no plot um, coming into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, anyway. there's, no, there's no plot there. Yeah. And the news, you know, we read rumors that um, were posted essentially right before we started recording and read some articles about the fact that, you know, you can make the comparison with LVP as one of those um, housewives who had a storyline that was like cut right at a moment where they didn't have the ability to have like the housewife outlet to explain themselves or their behavior. But that's something that what do you mean that LVP, like it was similar to um, this Leanne stuff where it's like, oh, my God their last moment on the show is going to be so rife with drama and like oh, craziness. But the difference with LVP is that obviously she has several outlets, including her own other show on the network. Um, she has a much larger fan base and history with Bravo. And also she chose that for herself. So she chose to not defend herself on the reunion because she knew that she was going to be walking into a firing squad. Then we read news that's come out over the course of today, essentially, or maybe yesterday that allegedly um, Denise is, walking off of the show which isn't the first time that's happened in Beverly Hills obviously it's the third time with Adrian not wanting to talk about the surrogate stuff then LVP choosing not to want to um put herself in that position and now we're at lucky number three during the course of a franchise or a season rather that seems like it would seemed by all accounts, to likely be pretty weak. There didn't seem to you mean be... last season. Yeah, and this upcoming season where, like, where is the drama going to come from? Like, the night of the finale um, recording, which I guess was at Dorit and PK's because they're launching some bullshit champagne or whatever, um, Denise didn't show up. Then Denise posted on social that she had had a couple surgeries. I think it was, like, her- hernias or something, like, serious surgeries with, like, serious recovery time and, like, thank people for their support or whatever. And Rinna posted in response to that, like, oh, where were you at the – at? Uh, we didn't see you at Dorit's, which was obviously a very passive-aggressive way of shading her and being, like, you didn't show up to production. I'm going to pretend – to um, be concerned, except I'm doing it via Instagram comment and not like, you know, calling you on your landline. So there were indicators here that there might be some drama, but the drama is all about like, you're not showing up for your job. And if your job has transitioned from being like America's sweetheart to being America's sweetheart, who everyone else in the cast wants to bury, you know, can you walk off? And also, how does that affect the franchise? You know, we just experienced this last season. And the problem with the LVP stuff is because she refused to film. And that's kind of all they had. And for whatever reason, they weren't interested in nobody was interested in bringing up the Dorit money problems or or the Kyle Mauricio stuff because or they had the one cut and Tom stuff yeah because they all have one big alliance there's no show there so then they decide to bring everybody back 
this season, which makes no sense, and also introduced two new people, Garcelle and Sutton. And it seems like there's not a lot of drama happening. And whatever happened happened with Denise necessitating her quitting the show doesn't bode well for our experiences watching it because we can't watch a show and be like, oh, she's no longer there. Like, that's not a plot. All the women reacting to this and reacting to her not the showing show up. Is like, only, this isn't because of Kim Richards. This is only like, good you know, when people... Where there was, like, a story there for why she wasn't showing up. But, yeah. The show is only good when people... Participate. Participate. And also, yes, is it usually, like, the focal point, a woman or two, and, like, what's happening in their life and then how it relates to the group? Like, like is that usually a part, a huge part of the plot? Of course. But you need people to be on both sides of it. And I feel like... As with the Leanne stuff, previously in the past with Teresa stuff, it's like, and of course with Lisa Vanderpump, it's like, it's exhausting to watch everybody pile on one Mm -hmm. person because when that person removes themselves from the situation, which any sane person you would think would, because of course, like, it's hard to, it's your, it's a losing battle. So you leave and then the show is boring. So you can afford to leave. Adrian can, Lisa can, Leanne can't. Of course. There's a very, that's a great point. Um, I think that that will be a shame for the show if if it's true. It also, like, it doesn't bode well for the new season that clearly they have two friends of that we know of. who We don't know if there's another, other people that have been filming as well, but we know that Camille and Brandy are somehow involved in the plot, which is, like, it feels un- it feels sad to me to them that they were, like, not allowed to be brought on as, in, in place of, like, Teddy, but that they needed them in order to push story. Yeah, and that's like, a really good point. And I like, even though I think they are both problematic, I also, they both have given fun moments, but it just feels weird and gross. Like, like they need to, or want to, I mean, Camille wants to, I suppose that they like want to be a part of it. And it feels like production and or Kyle were able to convince them to, you know, I say Kyle only because I feel like I had heard that Camille wasn't allowed to be like that Camille wasn't invited back full time like because and she Camille said, said that Camille said that actually um, and also Brandy and Kyle are cool now so I feel like it's easier to have her come on in a, in a bigger capacity because Kyle the Richards are all good with yeah I think Brandy understood that she needed to start saying last season and and in, in recent history how she's totally fine with Kyle now because she needs an entry back in and yeah. if it seems like they're friendly then that makes sense and that's why when Kyle realized that her seat this past season has been a fucking hot mess she was fine she's to call say- her like quote unquote friend right to be like she's can you come start some shit right she it's like some sort of weird casting dog whistle of like we're friends now like when you say publicly in interviews would you be okay if brandy returned yeah i would be that's be- you're saying that because you know that you need her na- you guys both need each other the problem with brandy is that she goes way too far to me and it's very very um manufactured it's incredibly manufactured so when she, brandy is like tweeting all this stuff about like i've been denised and stuff and like let <laughs> shame i love it i mean i love it like the, everything is manu- stupid. i love it everything is manufactured it's hilarious it's so funny she like gets what she's doing like when people are like you are doing it all for tv she's like yeah i have kids to pay for like she's honest and that's funny but it's too. not real it's, it's not, not real i need a, i need a sense of reality the the stakes need to be high when brandy and stephanie are so no longer producer- friends the state's Stakes are high. So if the pro- LVP and Kyle, the stakes are high. 
Yeah, I'm getting like, very El- screechy. Elegy never liked Kyle. It was just an agreement. It was an allegiance. It was an alliance. Like maybe they like had they a, cared for had each a other. fondness for each other, but it was like your work bestie who then eventually like did, and you got in fights with them because sure, but, but, but they cared for each other. They there was out there was sure camera. affection there. Yeah. I don't know about hanging out off camera. Like besides, like do you want to get lunch after filming? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like the fact that you would remain friends with people. I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to minimize it. Of course, like you want it to feel like it's real. But of course, like I know it's like it's also it's like let's put eight women together who don't like each other and then say that they're friends. I'm going to say the most hurtful thing I can ever say to a person. I'm going to direct it to you. Something about Brandy. If if Brandy is so manufactured that she's great, you must be thrilled that Danielle Staub is back on New Jersey. Mm. She must be wonderful mm. for you. No, I because think- she's super manufactured and dark and awful and knows she- what she needs to do to get flat. She isn't um, the same because Brandy's funny. Like I like that's like oh, what I want from at the end of the day. It's why Atlanta's my favorite. It's like I want f- comedy, and it is nice to like Brandy's funny and like remember like when she like. Like slapped Lisa Vanderpump in the face, and then like Lisa Vanderpump manufactured a storyline about like how she was like, "You slapped me," and it was like it was joking. And they used to be they were they were friends, and Lisa Vanderpump was laughing in that moment. I thought that was way too far, and I also think if anyone threw a glass of white wine in my blowout like she did with Eileen, I would murder them. I would, I would, you would not. I just have hands, but they'll do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. She really has had some memorable moments. I'm so excited. But they are so manufactured and so stupid and so obviously done just for the TVs. I think some of it TVs, is manufactured, but I think also some of it is like she's was drinking wine and like just like did that to be to create like drama. But like it wasn't. It's so inauthentic. I need. I need. It's like some drunk. Like, like her. Her book. What is it called? Tweeting while drunk or something. Sure. Why not? Like that is her brand to me. It's like did she? Get, I know. She gets I think drunk that's and great. Out. So have that, you been watching her Twitter lately? No. It's awful. It's so bad. It's all just a I'm call not, for attention, and I don't need that. The franchise is sick, and Brandy Glanville is not going to make it well. I think like if this was a poll, actually, you did a poll, and it got what? It was like fifty forty. I don't remember. It was really close people because people know the show is boring. So, like, let's see what happens. I feel like let's see what happens. Do you think this is a real t- big, like, left turn here? But do you think – is that my throat? I don't know. We're dying. <laughs> do you think if Jill came back, she would have learned from her previous mistakes of trying to manufacture drama? Or do you think she would be aggressively, like, trying to drive plot like she was sort of towards the end of her tenure on Housewives? You know – have you thought this about this is, ever? I have. And you know what? I'm going to just say something out loud because I just found it kind of interesting. It's sort of unrelated to what you're saying. But when Leanne was like said to Deandra and she was like, I want to, I, I could see a friendship here or a future. It was obviously so that she felt like she could have something to film, you know, next season. And it made me, and it was like, it wasn't a threat, but it made me think of the way that Jill handled Alex season four during the reunion where she's like I could never I just don't see a future with you ever and it was Jill trying to get Alex fired by being like I could never film with you and I just felt like that was a real yin and yang moment like where it was like both sides becoming equal and they were different one was saying I want to be friends with you for the camera the other is saying I like I want to keep my job by being friends with you the other person is saying um, I want you fired so I'm going to pretend I could never film with you and see a friendship with you again and in both cases like that person that's starting that will be let go did alex was also let go after that right yeah alex kelly jill cindy 
Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so um, will Jill have learned her lesson? Has Jill learned her lesson in life? I couldn't tell you. Um, and that's probably part of it's definitely part of the reason why I want her back is she has relationships with these women. She's experienced the show before. She's desperate to be back in a way that is more interesting to me than Brandy's because she's not going to do the I th- Brandy to, to me is not funny. And Jill can be funny sometimes on purpose, sometimes by accident. Totally. But I that is um that doesn't feel like unsafe to me, like emotionally or otherwise. And will, will Jill go too far? I don't know. It really depends on what's cooking. I mean, like the women on New York, when they go too far, it's usually to their own detriment. It's usually yeah, like a I'm tr- a drunk mess. It's yeah. not usually like I'm going to murder you. Yeah. Um, New York hasn't had experienced any violence or threats of violence or just a leg, just a leg at Le Cirque. Well, she thought that was, I mean, it was a moment, but, but she was, thought it was a saving moment. She thought it was like, a, I'm an icon moment, not like a, this is an iconic moment and now you're not on the show. At, usually at the moment when these women think they're icons, that's usually when the downfall begins because it's too much. It's like they already, they're so self-involved. They were able to get cast on the show for a reason. And then when we think they're like the star of the show, the center or whatever, that's usually an indicator that they're about to have like a very bad moment on TV. I think Teresa and Bethany have seen have have our counters to that i think they both have thought they were icons and have and remained whether they were whether people liked them or not i think that they like kept their status fervently disagree Teresa, the stripper gate was when she thought she was an icon and could bury her sister-in-law and was like i'm the show like get off my show didn't think it looked looked good for her and bethany season five seven when she when she came back and thought she was like too good for this shit and wouldn't film with anybody which obviously is an energy she sort of carried over for the season to follow wasn't good i'm saying i mean you know how i feel about bethany like season seven through nine um ten was she was good um or no nine she was good seven and eight were hard is that right? What, what what's ten was good? Ten was Columbia, uh, I think. Okay, ten was so, when so seven through nine were hard for me yeah. with her. Um, but I feel like the show like served the you know what I mean? Like they weren't they weren't it served the story. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Oh my goodness. What about OC and the people who think they're icons there? Do you think that the Trace Amigas are in danger after these reunions? I Vicky is obviously gone. You Vicky, th- I think yes. Sarah's no, famous last no- words. Andy said at BravoCon he can always would he always wants her to be a part of this sh- show. But yeah, I, he wants her to cameo now and again, but he doesn't want her to be full time. The show doesn't want her to be full time. I think the majority of the viewers don't want her to be full time, and she is can now. Can you do a threat- poll after this to see how people feel about that, or did you recently? I have. It's the vast majority of the people don't want her back or don't want her back full time. The problem though is that Vicky is doing what Leanne did, but closer to what Jill did, where Jill was like, "I don't want to film with you anymore, and I'm definitely going to stay." Vicky is saying, "You cannot. I refuse to be a friend of. It's either full time." or nothing and the response is going to be nothing I think that I think it was a really interesting you think they did a favor enjoyable, for her to like make her a friend of because she's part of the show's legacy I think she was no yeah I think that she was desperate and took what they would give her and tried to steam her her way into respect or stardom and her behavior to the members of production in that reunion where she's like I am important I am important I'm important I'm important it doesn't make you the future of the show it makes you a part of the legacy she will always be a part of the show's legacy she's also, the OG the show of the OC. centered around Gina Keo just to be clear like it's weird to me when she says like I wrote this show like I brought it and it's like well you weren't like oh my god I for a second I was thinking of new Gina and I was like I no Gina Keo yeah of course it was it was center but Vicky's Vicky says she didn't have an audition tape 
Most like amazing. roll camera like vicky's goodbye I, in that dressing I room actually, was mag- magical i kind of forgot about this because it was part two and because part i watched like them all at the same time because mm-hmm. they were all aired close together and then yeah. i watched them on my dvr which is so weird but okay but i actually thought it was vicky's swan song and then i felt like it took a turn in the last like whatever part of her but i thought it was i thought it was setting up for her to be fired quit slash the show to say goodbye to her there and then but then i feel like something shifted again because then they were like asking her how she felt about like bronwyn and kelly and i was like well i don't care because she's a friend of and she just walked like and also like they by them inserting all those footage but then andy was like you know we're gonna insert footage and i was like is this playful or is she done because it seems like this is our real swan song she's basically saying i don't accept these terms she's contradicting her past behavior they're showing the past behavior andy's like you're being ridiculous but that and then she storms off and has a meltdown but then it felt also like they were sort of like but vicky what do you think of bronwyn and i was like it doesn't matter it's irrelevant she's not a person who hasn't she doesn't hold an orange like she doesn't hold an orange she was necessary for a lot of the plot and her completely being a complete she was necessary for a lot of the plot i think she was i think they were talking about her like what she said about kelly and like her coming back with kelly and her 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 manipulations off camera about kelly and bronwyn her and bronwyn like that art like that is like was never a thing that i cared about because it was like she never likes new people so and bronwyn to me is sort of innocuous i I think it was more the kelly stuff and how you and you might be on oc next season (laughs) you and dr deb (laughs) we can't talk about it oh i didn't know i'm sorry pick up here (laughs) um i think i did reference this on no i i don't want to get into it except that there's stuff that's happened off camera and when someone shows off camera i'm not on the show (laughs) pick up here (laughs) there's just been some stuff I don't want to say anything. I don't want to Bellino out. I my lessons. I don't want to, even though mine Do you think is Alexis Bellino could come back next season? That's my cousin. Um, I don't think so. Do you think that they were trying to set up the possibility of Megan or Alexis coming back? Do you think they were just having fun with like the the many women that have been on the so show? So there was a Bravo TV exclusive, which means something that they didn't find interesting enough to air during the reunion, which was Andy saying Megan King made a cameo and Alexis Bellino made a cameo. Who are you most excited to see back? And they asked everyone and the Trace Amigas all said... Oh, well, Vicky wasn't there because she's not full time. But um, Tamara said Megan. Shannon said Megan. Gina said, I don't know who these women are. I I love her. I'm into Gina. It's a shock. I know. Emily said, Emily sort of paused and thought about it, which I was like, sweetie. Isn't she friends with it? Like, wasn't that her like thing? So she said Alexis and Bronwyn said that she's become, oh, Kelly, I don't remember. And Bronwyn said that she's become um, very close with Megan because I guess Bronwyn has Bronwyn has twins, which we know, but one of them had medical issues or something. And she said that she bonded with Megan like off camera and that Megan would be in town for treatment stuff for one of her twins and that they became very close, which I thought was very sweet. Kelly was like, quote unquote, friends with Megan. Like that was her entry onto the show. But I feel like when she was on Watch What Happens Live recently, Andy asked her if she had talked to her since she announced her split from Jim. And Kelly, in a very flippant Kelly way, was like, no. So it made me think that she's probably not on great terms. And also because she's helping in the lawsuit with Jim Bellino, maybe she's friends with Alexis. Although that doesn't really jive. No. Since yeah, I don't split. think it's, I think so it's I So who knows who Kelly aligns with her? I don't know. Um, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't think, I wonder if they would, I would be into, I'm into like OC recycling people back in because they haven't done that in the past, like really. Yeah. I mean, I think They did it with Lydia. 
Mm-hmm. And I think Lizzie, they brought Lizzie back as a friend of after she yeah, was a really boring housewife. They brought Lizzie back because they had cast that woman. I forget Barry her name. Bond's Super wife or something. Yeah, a baseball player's wife. And then shit went down with their marriage or whatever. So she left the show. So they had to. I tried to find evidence in. of that on the internet and I couldn't. So if you can send me a link to it when we part ways, I would love it. Oh, I totally can. I like, really couldn't find it, but yeah, I think I just don't like, know the right things to Google. Yeah, and then he, they got divorced. They also, OC's and had so many relapsed. seasons, so if you go on the Wikipedia page, it's like impossible to know what season is what, because it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. She had terrible hair, very, very bleach blonde. Why do you think that that is... Like, do you think that's just part of OC's like pedigree or makeup that they are a show that like has such a revolving cast when so many of the other shows have like a core group of women that have mostly been on the show and OC is like the one exception where it really has like probably in the 20s of women I think it's also it's it's sort of unfair to OC to make that comparison because they were the first franchise and they didn't start with women who knew what they were walking into and so they have had to have many different generations of women because That's I think really that foundation point. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> Look how far much. we've come in this hour. And we were going to murder each other in like the no, first no, 25 minutes. No, I minutes. felt like I was being annoying about production stuff and you were like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just disagreed with you because you're wrong. It's no big deal. Um, uh, Kenya? Um, <laughs> That's the question. Kenya? It's... She's giving it, her and Portia just giving us so much. Oh my God. And her husband Love seems, of my life. you know, I have trouble when husbands are portrayed a certain way sometimes like, or boyfriends, because I feel like depending on the situation, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't want to like reference people cause I don't want to like go into side conversations. Um, cause I know we will, <laughs> but he seems, he maybe is one of the most despicable ones because Mark Daly, because he knows what he's, he know he, it's not like, like they met, they met, when I met off camera, he agrees to come back. Part of me is like, did she know that it was over? And she was like, let's go on the show. And he was like, no. And then she was like, we're doing it. You anyway. only have to film like five times. And he was like, fine. And then she was like, it'll be good for your, like, I don't know. Like what was their negotiation? And did she know it was the swan song from the jump when she came back? I mean, seemingly the way the edit, it does seem like it was in a bad place from the beginning. Of Which the- I was shocked by. Me too. But I thought at first I thought that was tricky editing. Like that they started it with her and like we're making the season would be hers basically. You know, it's her arc. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be a party that she closes the season out with mm-hmm. or something. But now I'm like, oh, maybe she knew it was bad. And she was like, well, I'm going to fight him really hard to get to film again. And like I'll, I'll like make our agreement with them that like. Whatever. Like, maybe she took less money. Whatever. Who knows what she made happen. But it just seems like she did something really tricky to, like, help catch her when she fell. And that she knew that it would be... The the, the viewers would want to see her. Did she... um, Was she trying to sabotage Cynthia's proposal? I don't know because of the context of, like, we saw the other side of it, which was, like, so obviously it was going to happen. And Candy just sent a text. I don't... I would wish we had seen Candy's text, which was, like, he just told me to, like, wait a minute, so, like, I think it's gonna happen. Because it does seem really fucking weird that she came in and said it, but... I don't... I think she does love Cynthia, and it seemed... I don't think... I don't know. It's interesting. I really... I don't, but I... It does seem like it is, and I don't normally feel that conflicted. And also, Cynthia's reaction was, like, she would never do that to me, which is... Maybe that's not no longer. Maybe that used to be the case, but is no longer. Like her reaction response being like, "I have like special psychic powers," and Candy being like, "That psychic power is me texting you, and then you running with it." it I it love is, you know I love my girl Candy, and I think she's 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 just so good at the show in a way that for me at least, like she does yeah, like she means I agree. she maintains her integrity, but mm-hmm. like always, I think usually, and also because she doesn't drink, it helps that she's like yeah. well, they always believe her because they're like, well, you actually remember right? But when they literally they were all like, Candy has a memory, and she's like, well, I don't, 
but like what she what the, to me the unspoken thing is there is that she doesn't get so trashed that she yeah, forgets that's a good point. what she's saying that's an interesting point i never uh, thought about that um i don't know i i don't know i don't i i want to believe that it's not but it was weird but also like what is she what is the plot there like what is she trying to do by sabotaging it i think that she was trying to have a moment where she's oh. like just not not to compare it to like the Marlo hair stuff, but she's like creating a moment. It did feel. Did you hate the Marlo hair stuff, or did you think it was funny? I thought it was so funny. Okay, so you were okay with that? Oh yeah, I loved it. And uh, the Cynthia stuff, I was like, oh, that is shitty that you did that. Like, because that's that. And I would be very. I completely understand my kill being like, what the fuck was she doing? Because that is just like so awful. You don't ruin that person's moment. And if we're gonna pretend that like the wedding industry is a bajillion dollar industry, like based in love and whatever, then the being surprised by the proposal, if it's supposed to be a surprise, which it obviously was, I think that that is. Um, I think that's like a shitty thing to do. I want to give, I will give Cynthia more credit than this, but she has sort of like, what is the word? Like lapdog, the way that like Cameron has been accused of with Leanne. Cynthia has sort of been accused of that in the past. I feel like by aligning herself with an alpha and sort of trusting them despite evidence that proves otherwise. Kyle and LVP. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, great. Another great suggest, great point. I have Teresa and other people. Jacqueline, maybe in the beginning. Maybe Dolores and Teresa right now. Mm. Oh no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what Danielle and Teresa are doing to each other, or whatever, that seems to be switching. Where like we're all pretending that Teresa's the alpha, but she's really sort of beta in that. Oh yeah, I don't ever. Anyway, that's, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. we don't want to get into it. I, I we can't, can't really deal with Danielle and Teresa as a reality. Like I just don't. It's not because it's, it's all it's, it's all not. transactional. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that Cynthia might just forgive this, and like even if it, it was had malintent, I feel like she might just let it go. Nini, I'm surprised. It's confusing to me that she came back. I don't think she did. I feel. What like is she doing right now? It, it seems is so like weird. she's filming separately from everyone, and I including herself. And like we're just waiting for Snake Gate to happen so that we know who took video of Cynthia and hopefully Which, get to see it. Like I hope we can, I hope it's they clear the footage so we can see whatever Instagram video. or audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was an audio recording. Because it's like, and I'm also confused by Yovana. Well, Yovana. I, you, 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 that bitch from Clark. Like, I think that it's I mean, obvious that, that she's a snake, right? Who else could it be? It's either her or Marlo to me. And I feel like Marlo. I think, I think Marlo's too smart. For, I don't know. I, yeah. I, to do something like that. I, don't I mean, know. it seems like it should be Yovana, but I don't, it almost seems too obvious, but I have nothing invested in her, which is like. She also seems so manufactured, which again, like it's just people trying really hard when they get on the show, right? Yeah, but she's so bad. But at it, it is why it's part of like why it's almost like just bring Camille and Brandy back when you think about these new friends of who try really hard. I don't think Tanya tries too hard. I I know you find her triggering. I like like I th- I like Tanya because I think she's, she's a- so she reminds me of a labradoodle. But now I'm actually kind of into it, so I don't even. I'm know. into her because she um she wants everyone to be happy so much. I like that I about her one because I, her. I feel like part of me relates a little bit to that. And mm-hmm. two, I find her to be a different flavor than everyone else in Atlanta. Yeah, that's she's true. not coming and trying to be yeah. a different type the, a, the same version of someone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's not like oh we need this role. She like carved something out that's like kind of a geeky super happy like nerd mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who apparently likes to turn up with Portia and Eva and I don't know I kind of wish that she had a more featured role like I hate when someone's planning the trip and it's like the friend of like and Marlo is yes, like, it's has, just like make her full time or it's like disrespectful right. like Shamia doesn't bother me because she like shows up events and it just to me it's like the Gina Kio thing where it's like you believe this person is right. peripherally friends yeah. with these people yeah, she yeah. might not be their best friend but, but she like, is she's good, very good not, friends with several it's of them it's not yeah, weird sure. when they're yeah. at an event yeah, yeah but like when it's like Marlo's like at all the things and now they're trying to do it with 
Ioana and I'm like we don't it know her make any sense it really doesn't make any sense it feels like they were like okay there is um a hole here where Nini should be and for whatever reason isn't so let's just like throw a bunch of people in there and that yeah, does not create Tan- a good Tanya Marlowe and um Tanya I'm okay with in this context and Marlowe is necessary so it's not even a conversation of like whether like or not Ioana is but in then there Ioana's just to like do no. something that the other women aren't willing to do because they're seasoned enough and smart enough and <sighs> not maybe not despicable or enough. because they knew production knew that she was the snake and they were like we need to set up here that there are stakes and those stakes are like you guys have an established relationship so that when you find out that she's turned on you um the viewers will care i don't know but do you care if mar if if joanna turned on it would it surprise you she turned on anybody it would only surprise me if she turned on nini because i feel like she thinks yeah that'd be great but i don't again i don't care and i don't care enough about nini so i don't know do you think this will be nini's last season yeah I think we should write all this down. I'm being genuine because I know it's recorded, but like we put it in a time capsule. Just bury like, it. I just want to remember where we felt like how we said it. we both are sitting here on the sofa being like, Leanne is done. Brandy's done. Vicky's done. Um, I think it's like a Nini's two, done. Yeah, and it's like when, two month check in. We need a two month. Who did you fire constantly? You said somebody was there someone's last season for like it was like a gone going joke. You would be like, this is their last season. Um, Certainly Vicky. I don't think Leanne. Um, it was Vicky for sure was one of them. I feel like there was somebody Jersey. else where you were like, this will be the end. <laughs> She'll never be back. And I was like, I think and you're like, never. Oh, it was Kelly Dodd. You said that she would never oh, come yeah, back yeah, for yeah. another season. Yeah. Now she's the star of the season, which just feels complicated also. Yeah, people have complicated relationships with her based on her um, social media posting. But listen, we've been talking forever, and we were <laughs> we were going to talk about that. That I thought was going to be the, the bulk of the show, but then left turn in Dallas. But there is something that I just want to say if we're going to talk about the network and like a weird role and, you know, knowing this stuff that Leanne had done in Thailand and beyond and then inviting her to BravoCon and how strange that is. I suffered through Jersey this week, knowing that there was going to be a physical assault to end it and thinking this is really gross. And then I watched it play out. And obviously, you know, Margaret said in some social media that it went on for an hour, uh, an hour and a half of her, of, of, um, Danielle being aggressive and Danielle, like telling someone to get away from them while chest bumping is definitely a look and you know there are four I'll put them um, on my social after there are four screenshots of the various stages of her of Danielle pulling Margaret's hair and she's grinning the entire time and it is very scary and very disturbing for me and to watch and then you know they announced the watch what happens live guest for next week and Danielle's on Wednesday it's Danielle and Stephanie what a wonderful pairing the chemistry my god um I just wonder and then they Bravo promotes the after show where Danielle says repeatedly um, that Margaret, you know, damaged her marriage, which P.S. If you're if someone talking shit about you ruins your marriage and your marriage was shit to begin with, because that is so strange to me. And Marty seems like a horrible person who's just playing both sides. And I don't know why Margaret ever put up with it. I would just think he's toxic. Let him go. But regardless, Danielle says in the after show that she would like happily do it again and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Bravo promotes that on their web page and and on the show itself. And I just think if people, whether or not they deserve a platform, I mean, I don't think Danielle deserves a second more of our time or attention. And I'm also really confused and concerned about the fact that she truly could have like putting the Ashley hypocrisy aside, like Ashley yanked her hair, which inappropriate. You shouldn't touch, touch someone a child. Yeah. But like, maybe not, but, but Danielle, like 
really could have seriously, seriously injured her. Margaret said on social that like production was crying after the fact, everybody and nobody talks to Danielle anymore. And I know that that is definitely accurate. And Teresa no longer talks to her, obviously, because that friendship was, again, very superficial. But um, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. I th- and I have said this. And Danielle said on the after show that Mar- she goes like, Margaret once called me a dark soul. Is that racist? Like, no, like you're horrible. She is- She's referring to her being Sicilian. That's what she's referring to. That's weird. No, she's using, she's referring to the fact that Margaret called her literally dark, a dark soul, and is saying, is that racist to call someone a dark soul? I think it's reference to her being Sicilian. That's what I'm telling you. Is that oh. she's saying like. I think uh, it's a reference to her herself being racist. Yeah, she's insane. She's, yeah. and I mean but that. Why, why are we bringing her on Watch What Happens? Why are we bringing her on the episode that'll be the aftermath of the physical assault and promoting her as the guest? Why is she allowed to do anything? She shouldn't be the bartender. She shouldn't help them pick up catering for like the the staff there she shouldn't it's it's really kind of gross to me the timing of this is not but here's the thing I'm not defending physical violence or Danielle's actions but like and it's not like tit for tat but like Margaret also physically yes she did she shouldn't have done it so she shouldn't have done it hard with these shows because you are then then you are choosing sides by the way you are navigating who gets what so I think that is why but bring Jen Aiden who had a really interesting arc with her angel sent from heaven above daughter Gabby who is phenomenal I forgot about her yeah who's very just really how about Kim how about Kim D or G G yeah I don't Um, need any more or bring back fucking bring Melissa on watch what happens bring someone who like it's not the plot there's enough there going on on the show for her to discuss where it's not all about the assault but it really feels like regardless of whether Danielle will be back and obviously she's someone that I said would never ever ever that's someone that I said would never ever ever come back and was brought back which I was horrified by and I feel like all the reasons I was horrified are all playing out and I just think it's they knew this would happen which is like kind of feels icky yeah I feel icky about it and I just really feel like bringing her as a guest is going too far and the timing of it is going too far and I don't want to be in a position there's one thing to be said about like is this person you know like someone makes a mistake and acts out and um and is immediately regretful and and they take strides to correct that behavior like with everything that happened with Portia and going to anger management and that she's really tried to correct her behavior and being physical and all of that and um, god love her my fave um yeah I just said that out loud but p.s like I've been thinking about that and Shannon Vador obviously I stand for <gasps> Shannon but from a day-to-day day-to-day oh, the I'm person that's really yes. I think Shannon Portia, is no longer the favorite no I'm not going to talk about that but like <laughs> Portia to me is the most valuable housewife of any housewife of, uh, on any franchise right now dead serious I think she's so integral and so crucial and her her arc as a person has been unbelievably interesting but anyway the Danielle stuff I'm like why are we like this is the opposite of what should be done there's no she is she was truly she has been incredibly awful she is an actual evil person incredibly manipulative um cruel horrible um there's not an ounce of honesty truth or goodness to her in her soul not one um and so she just behaves in that way and then says she doesn't regret it and we're going to air that like that's something to be celebrated and then we're bringing her on watch what happens as a guest she's a friend of she's not a full-time cast member there is no reason for her to be on that show like it's not like they had to have her on because she was full-time even if she behaved poorly like maybe too they just poorly. think it's balanced storytelling in order everyone should have it be able to speak instead of just vilifying her as 
if she was Seems the only like she's person. being celebrated and i think that's really I gross that. i think that's grotesque honestly i think she is she is the worst part of the housewives franchise she is emblematic and representative to me of like the actual worst where this is someone that i don't find interesting on tv i don't trust them i don't believe them i don't support them i don't like them i'm not interested in them i don't care about whether or not she helped with storyline this season i think there was plenty to discuss and for these women to have heightened reactions and whatever you do not need this kind of dark soul which is not racist that is just the definition of danielle staub she's a horrible horrible toxic violent evil corrupt person and whether or not she's staying in marty's house i do not give a single fuck and the fact that on her social media right now she's doing cooking with danielle in in the house of her ex-husband who for whatever reason is like sure you can stay here because i i don't know why i don't know what's letting her sure because he's also a piece of shit so i don't care i don't care about marty like finding love again like this whole thing of him going over to margaret's house and be in her being like you'll find someone in five years i don't give a shit he married her i don't trust him rank these people in the likelihood that they'll ever return to the housewives in some capacity ready so one through four um one is most likely just like yeah like and like, wait like, p.s not to be like super sarah about it but like do you mean do you mean like literally most likely or who do i want no i think i mean literally, Mo- literally okay. Okay. Um, okay but one through four like in ranking them in order not like you don't have to give them a value one okay one yeah. being like the person the, you think most likely yeah. okay. um jill danielle leanne and phaedra Oh, I thought you were going to do Brandy, so it would be easier for me. Jill, uh, Leanne. Well, we know that Danielle, Brandy's coming back but as like a friend a, of. Or whatever. So like, if, she, yeah. if it goes well, Cameo theoretically, plus. she yeah. could become. Yeah. Um, sorry, say it again. Do Jill, you want me to add Brandy and Camille in here? No. Jill, let's make it hard. This Jill, is like they're, Danielle, you're putting, Leanne, and Phaedra. And this is most likely to come back. Yes. Like, as, in some capacity. Could be factually. Friendly. This is factually. Yes. Jill, Leanne, Danielle. Phaedra. Phaedra. Jill, Leanne, Danielle, Phaedra. One is most likely. It's really hard, I think. Leanne. I know, I think so too. Jill, Leanne, Phaedra, Danielle. Leanne, then Danielle, then (laughs) Phaedra, then Jill. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would similar. I would I would maybe put Jill that before Phaedra. I, I would say Phaedra second most likely, just because there's been t- the, the, the further the time away yeah. from the incident, it's easier for them to make peace with like it's a redemption story. If you then. watch The Good Place, what our conversation right now is the actual bad place. <laughs> like this is like the absolute worst that could happen. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens when they start filming all the next seasons to see who's actually. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll write it down. Can you believe that being physically, uh, physically assaulting someone or describing someone as um, uh, being a a, a a rapist or whatever, and poor sweet Jill's Aaron just has her rugs, and they have a better chance of getting back than she does. Those other people, I guess, were more pleasant to work with. And honestly, like that has, like, I just don't, I just don't, I feel so badly for her. I feel so badly for her. She wants it so badly. Like, so I does, want it for like, her. Camille and Brandy want it so badly and they're not being, they're I don't be, think Camille, I think Camille wants to be. She for sure does. Camille wants to be on TV. I don't think she necessarily feels like she needs to be full time. Because I don't oh, think she wants to, I don't think she wants fair. to be, that's fair. I don't think she wants to be put yes. into that position where but, she could be but attacked. But Jill hasn't even been brought back as a friend. She's only been brought I back know, as like a Camille. guest, like a Gina Keo type. She said in some interview I was reading when I was like Googling her yesterday, as I do every day, that, um, she, that like 
there was something when she was, I think it was an interview from, it was 2019 or 2018. And she was like, yeah, I was supposed to be on the show more. I had invited them to a party, but nobody wanted to come. (gasps) And I was like, Jill, I would come. I don't have a camera, but I have an iPhone 8 Plus, and that's got to mean something. I'm so sorry I've been annoying on this episode. (laughs) I think that, so I thought that we were going to talk a lot about like Kelly's Instagram, politics, and housewives, but honestly, I've been talking about that a lot on social and getting a lot of feedback from listeners on social, and I'm happy to have that conversation, but I do think the Leanne stuff is top of mind, and I am so happy that we had this episode because I disagree with a lot of what you were saying, which I think is good. I think that's interesting. Like Beverly Hills take note. Um, but I think that there's a lot of passion there. And so I'm so happy that we had the episode that we did because there is a lot of, it's a dark, but that to me plays into why Dallas is so unsuccessful right now, because there's no like happy, fun way to have a conversation about what's happening on the season. And I think that's completely emblematic of the Dallas disease. It's also like not fun to just like go around a room and like qualify people's trauma and like what's okay to talk about. Like that's not fun. It might be a valid conversation, but it's not fun to watch the women argue about that stuff it's sad it all feels because it's all dark well and to me it's less not to be argumentative but it's less about like it sucks to qualify someone's trauma and more about like holding someone accountable for the things they've said and their behavior over the course of this season when it is this like dark and self-destructive is um entertaining in a way that is very superficial and fleeting and doesn't make you feel good Mm. it doesn't make the cast feeling good talking about it I care less about them than I do about us and it doesn't make us feel good most importantly as viewers and fans of these shows because it's shining a light that maybe we're not like responsible enough to see you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like you're doing it through the the lens of reality tv and it's not it's this isn't c-span like there is a narrative at the end of the day and this is there's a larger um franchise and empire and whatever else whatever you want to call it at stake and so like I think that we can have these conversations and be really passionate and also understand that we're not like financially invested in this in a way that's probably helpful when we talk about housewives, but there is like money at stake with this. And so talking of, I think that goes a lot to like what you were saying about like, what's the responsibility and, and how much should um, the network or their Lords above be accountable for this. I think that's, I think that's interesting. Yeah, And if you bring X onto a show, knowing that X will explode. Yeah. And then you want to brush X off. I think that's why this is also full circle that we sort of started by screaming at each other about Leanne. And then I just yelled at myself about Danielle. Like, I think that that I think that there is there is some ickiness here. And I think that we kind of need to. Was Danielle. I didn't I don't remember early seasons of Jersey. I didn't watch it consistently. Was Danielle ever did Danielle ever possess any of the charm or fun stuff that like Leanne shows? Because I don't remember it if she did. Did she ever possess like, the she, fun? Like, was she, like, charming and endearing on camera in a she way? Like, I feel like in- that Leanne does have that in her. I don't know that she was endearing, but she was, she felt human and or, like, humane in some of her behaviors, like, definitely season one, when there was an element of cattiness with the, um, Manzos or whatever and that led to a genuine rift between Jacqueline and versus like Dina and Caroline um Mm. which was interesting to me um but you know conversely those women just saw what we now sort of all see which is that this is a really 
this is a woman that they don't want to film with or have in their lives. A person who is broken like an elephant. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that clip until they showed it. And that I was sort like, of that shit didn't bother me. I don't think she was being manipulative. I think she's just a sad and dark person and has a lot of stuff. But <laughs> it's okay. I don't care. Um, I do care about a podcast that I guested on this week that I want to give a little shout out to friend of the show, uh, friends of the show, Pet Shop Boy and Tracy Morrissey just launched a new podcast called um, The B List. You can get episodes on iTunes and you can get full episodes on Patreon and there are bonus episodes behind a paywall. Um, and so I highly encourage that you guys listen to that. I went all in on all things Orange County and Potomac and more. Um, so that episode is now um, available. Available and mazel to Pet Shop Boy and Tracy. And also um, heard from a ton of you that you want me to start a Patreon. So that is in the works. I'm really excited about it. People have asked for a long time to for to me for me to I can't talk for me to record more than one episode a week and I was like can't do it um and now I'm doing it so uh that will be available in the next weeks to come. So keep listening to Andy's girls and stuff and whatnot Amazing. for more information. And Damien, tell the listeners about you might know her from. Um, you might know her from as a podcast, a pop culture musings, and also every episode we interview a different character actress or a different actress you might know from something, but you're just not sure where. Um, so it's super fun, and we sometimes we talk about housewives too. Yeah, you um, do. We love to interview people that are related to Eileen yeah. uh, Davidson. <laughs> Is that her name, Eileen Davidson? Yeah, she should come back. Um, she should come back. She Classiest wife of all time, yeah. housewife, in my opinion. Uh, up there with Heather Thompson. I put Heather Thompson pretty high. That's a good second one for me. Thank you so much. Um, and tell me what else is happening. And you can find me on social media at Damian Bellino, D-A-M-I-A-N, um, <laughs> just to keep up with things. And I'm just, you know, living my life the best that I can and trying to deal with Real Houses of a Dallas. And I'm sorry if this episode is annoying, but I'm sure you stopped listening at this point. <laughs> Um, Instagram at Dame Galley, Twitter at Sarah Galley. This was another almost double episode of Andy's Girls. So tell us your thoughts and feels. If you love the show, um, subscribe. That is the best way, aside from, you know, like all the other stuff and things. Tell me what you should just make it a two part episode and we'll cut it that one part where we kept saying pick up. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Did it again. Pick up. If I thought that I actually wanted to I a thousand percent would have done that and now it's too late I just literally stared at the recorder and did the math in my head and I was like yeah it's like two 45 minute episodes that would be great um so next time next (laughs) next love you guys love you guys tell us your thoughts and feels did I say my at dame galley on insta at twitter okay and venmo and venmo me a dollar and um why you hate danielle stop And if I get a million dollars, I will mail Danielle a photo of the check and say, this could have been yours, but you're a terrible person. Happy 2020, you guys. Wow. What a way (laughs) to ring it in. What a way to ring it in. We'll keep with you guys again soon. Bye-bye.